It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Why is he gone on to set pieces? What's happened before? What's the data well, now? The reason why he wanted us to do it on Monday Night Football was because he's still got to be in his bonnet about Harry Kane taking corners. So, so <laughs> Roy texts me at an England game giving us something at half-time on Bellingham and I said it and they were like, your tactical knowledge is so good. And I was going to say it. Yeah. But I didn't. I just, yeah, <laughs> you, you took the credit. Leverkusen have never won the league before. Yeah. I think to, win, to be the first guy to win the league there against Munich huge, yeah. is pretty special. I didn't switch City on on Tuesday night. I just thought, a bit like... I just, I felt a bit bored. Mm, he's one of the best players this season, I think. He sets fire alarms off. <laughs> We're running late. You know who was late, don't you? I thought it would be a good idea to go past Stockport and go into central Manchester to get back out here. Am I still sitting here? Where's Jill? Is Jill? Is there? Jill must be there. She's going to... Oh, lads. Do you know I like the idea of? I actually like the idea of Jill keeping a spot and not leaving that free. Yeah. Putting the, uh, the golden boot there or something. Have you got one of Wrighty's hats? <laughs> I'm feeling old today. You feel it? Yeah, you feel feeling it? Fresh? I'm feeling it. You know what? I felt so tired. I don't feel oh. too bad today. Someone's tired you out over the last couple of weeks. Someone's been honoured them to do a documentary. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know when to pull back. I know when to. Oh, lads. <clears throat> There's too many documentaries out there, isn't there? Do you not think? Everyone's got one now, I Honestly. Everyone's got a podcast. <laughs> Is Why have the Liverpool or players that were in that Spice Boys team not done a Spice Boys documentary? <laughs> no, seriously, because that would, would be you, quite... Would you? I think so, yeah, because they were quite a talented group. I don't, I'm not taking a piss there. Like. on the white suits. Who, who is in that group? Who, who are we putting Matt in that Manner group? Fowler. I mean, Jamie, to be Jamie, fair, Jamie, Jamie yeah, Ray. I think you're being... Those two the two Jamie best James. players. Yeah, I, I think you're being a bit harsh on them. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. I think it's unfair, that. I really do. What's unfair, sorry? Calling the Spice Boys. Oh, no, that was just a nickname. I know that, yeah, but it's still not nice. The names have been called over the years. I've never really said you feel sorry for... Yeah, but they were true. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Funny story, aren't they? <laughs>
Do you know, I hate when people do a story and you say, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It. Yeah, but you don't want to do them a disservice either. I think, yeah, and I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Did it's it like the tunnel at I Highbury. I, I've heard 40 different versions about why I was pinned up against the wall, but I was never pinned up against the wall, you know what I mean? And the thing that made you who snap... Said, who said you were pinned up against the wall? different people over the years. It's morphed into something sort of like, you know what I mean? I was like, fighting for my life, you know what I mean? I was on intravenous drip at one point, I think. And it was where, basically, you walked past him, and if you remember, he's... You and he squirted his water bottle. His I don't see. I don't remember that. Yeah, part. he did because I was next to him. Obviously, he no, waited. But for that me, didn't, didn't annoy me. I because I don't remember I that. Happened. Know, I thought that was what you snapped no, at. No. <laughs> yeah. You had the Lucas say these stories of football, isn't over the years. I know. You say doubting yourself, don't you? you well, or, or the best ones is when a fan tells you the story and you were there and you're thinking that didn't happen. Yeah, exactly. And Roy, you're something. <laughs> I heard <laughs> the fans come up to me and tell stuff. I'm like. That's not true. I was, I was listening to Rio on that same reel last night talking about your end at United and there were bits in there that I thought that wasn't right or that didn't, you know what I mean? Everyone remembers a different yeah, part Yeah, of it, of course, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Oh, listen, my memory's not the best but there's certain things you obviously... Stick. Sharp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you're top, Nev. You Do you know something? Do you bought me this? Karen from Salford as a birthday present oh, right. about, about three, four years ago. I can't remember what it was now for... Yeah. Balmain. Balmain. <laughs> It's a little... You know, it's just come to me then. You know, you talk about stories and then people sort of contradict you or make me... Jesus, Jill. No, because you sneak a <laughs> You know what he was talking about, the Stone Roses and the music? Right. I've seen Brian McClear. Oh, yeah, chalk, yeah, the truth's come out. Brian come out and said it was a lie. Yeah. And we sorted the music out. Did Have you not seen that? Uh, hey, chalk, he's a great memory. I give him that. Yeah. What did he say? He said something like... Yeah. Is he on Twitter? I mean, chalk, yeah, I love chalk, so... two minutes and you argue I was supposed to go to the Super Bowl, wasn't it? I, I, you couldn't have stayed, could you? you well, I didn't. I, didn't, I, sh I should have mentioned it. I'm not a fan of Vegas. You were a fan of Vegas. I wouldn't yeah. have really you put you with Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I thought it was a, I, I just thought it was a terrible place. A bit tacky. Yeah. 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 So we love it. Like <laughs> it. No, it wasn't for me. Have you at been? All. I've been Why before. Is that not yeah, but it's just like I didn't go in the summer. It wasn't really like summer. I feel like summertime would be good. Like, It'd be too hard. Do you think? Yeah. Do you drink a lot, Jill? No. No. I do like a glass of red wine now that I've finished playing. I was a bit of a geek when I played. I didn't really drink too much. I wasn't good enough. You're the Gary Neville. Well, I just wasn't good enough. Like, I couldn't get away with it. Exactly. Yeah. That was me. Yeah. All I could do, really, was run. So if I'd had a drink, whereas your technical players could just chill and... Do you know what I mean? Why didn't you like Vegas? No, I just, I just didn't like it. It, just, it was, wasn't my feeling. Yeah, but was it was the time difference. It was your body oh, clock all over. Just, just, the jet that never terrible. I know that never helps. You're blocking me. You see, is that what it is? You're blocking me. God. Jill, I wanted to still keep you there. Really? And sort of put a like a little momentum. We want a little momentum on Wrighty's chairs. Oh, like. you could have. I prefer being here though. It's like I'm more yeah. involved. Do you? Yeah. Well, you can swap your chairs if you want. I can sit there. If you perform well today, you, you, yeah, you've yeah. got the shirt. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You know I mean? You're in. Your You're on train today, Jill. Yeah. <laughs> you keep your place. Right. God, these are big bananas. <laughs> the size of that. Fuck them up. Seem bigger. <laughs> Should we start? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Stick to Football, brought to you by Skybet. And this week joining me are Jill, Roy and Cara. And we're going to be talking about Dan Ashworth potentially joining Manchester United from Newcastle. And has the Champions League become boring? And also, is Roy going to get closer to me on the Super 6 predictions? Last night I was watching the Champions League. You've been down in London uh, covering the Champions League over the last couple of days. 
I feel really bad saying this because it feels like it's a... But has it been boring this week, the Champions League? Has it been just because the yeah. games or the no draw? Does, yeah. I, I think we're at a stage now where... It, I used to always feel like the, the Champions League kicked in at the knockout stage. It almost feels like it kicks in at the quarter-final stage now. You very rarely get like a really big, juicy game, I feel, sort of in the, the last 16 round. The teams who win the group normally win them comfortably. And more often than not, the team who finish second in, a, in another group who they get... There's always like you'd almost feel like you can predict who the quarters are going to be. It feels like there's a big shift between the sort of teams, uh, but they were they were a bit dull. And I, and I go back to it. I, I I think we spoke about this last week. I think the away goal not being in. Honestly, I I think it takes a bit of the excitement away from it. Mm. I do. I, I think there was the, the away goal just just made it just oh, it could just blow up by one goal, and now it just feels a bit. I don't know. I, listen, I think it's still for me the best competition out there, the Champions League, but it almost feels like you've got to get to the quarterfinals. You get those heavyweight clashes. But next season, it's completely changing, isn't it? I think that's probably one of the reasons why, because it's felt a little bit dull maybe the last few years. Uh, and then you go into that Swiss model, isn't it? You're, under, yeah. you're aware of what, what that there's is. There's going to be more teams, isn't there? Is there going to yeah, be more so teams? I think there's. So is the, is the 32 teams in the group, mm. I've got that right. So I think it, there's an extra four teams, so it's 36, and it's like a league. So imagine you break that down to who's got that maths here. So what would that be? Eight teams of twelve, or ten, or whatever it must be. So there's like say four groups, if yeah. you like tiers. So they're, they're they're the top tiers, and you've got the bottom ones. So whatever group, so say Manchester City are at the top, uh -huh. they'll play someone in, who else is in the like a seed. So right. they might play like a Real Madrid yeah, right, yeah, in yeah. the group. Then they'll play two from the next group, then two, and they'll play two teams at the bottom. But what it also does is the teams at the bottom normally they might get one point in the group. Yeah. So, so they're actually playing a game against someone at their level. Right. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, right, yeah. so I, I think it's quite exciting for the Champions League. But what happens then? It becomes like a league. You don't play home and away as well, which is a bit weird. So the team, like you, so I think City, if City got Real Madrid, uh -huh. they might be away at Madrid, but they're, they're at home or somewhere else or, right. or whatever. But then all the points go as a league. And then the top eight, I think, go straight through to the, the next round. Yeah. And then the middle, what would be left there? Come on, help me. Middle, middle. So the bottom teams are out, if the yeah. bottom, yeah, yeah, say, yeah. eight yeah. or ten or what. And then the, the, the ones in the middle, they've got to play, do like a playoff. Oh, right, OK. To then go through. And I, I, I actually think, so you'll probably get better games in Some the poor group. teams in the Champions League, you know, isn't yeah. it? even the group yeah. games. Well, I used to always, I, I think when the Champions League first started, the way I look at it was, you were involved in it. You know, you used to probably be resting players in the Premier League a little bit, thinking, oh, we've got Champions League midweek. Mm. I think it's the other way now. I actually think you see the best teams go, oh, we'll be fine. Mm. You know, yeah. we've got a big game at the weekend. Yeah. You know, you know, in the Premier League yeah. as well. So that's, and, and that's where I think you probably looked at it and you're getting probably going to get bigger head-to-heads in the... So there's quite a lot of emphasis on the draw then, because if you don't play them home and away, that is a big advantage, isn't it? Like say. But I think there'll be a way. Yeah, I, yeah. But I think there'll be some. They won't just make it that you're yeah. in the, the top team. So could it be or... five teams from the Premier League this year that yeah. are in? Yeah, yeah. Chance, I think it will. So United's five, got yeah. a chance. They've got a chance. Yeah. No, they have. So the better City yeah. do in the Champions League, the more chance United have got to get yeah. in first position. Oh, okay. yeah. Did you watch the games or did you feel it was a little bit... Mm. I didn't watch too much, I'll be honest with you. And I, I love didn't. watching the games, but mm. a couple of teams' games just didn't grab me attention. Maybe the second leg, but when it's the yeah. first leg as well, you think, do you know what, I'll probably wait till the second leg. No, I didn't get sucked into the games, no. But also, I, I keep going back to the away goal. If you're an away team now, 
there's no big thing about we've got a nick and away goal. Just like, that was a big thing, wasn't you? Playing yeah. your own thing, we've got to get the away goal, yeah. got to get it. Now it's like if you get beat one nil, it's it's not oh you know yeah. the game's nil nil. So if you went away and drew nil nil, you'd actually think it was a bad result. Yeah, yeah. You're thinking yeah. oh they 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 get the away goal. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. it's just like yeah. I honestly I think it was a massive mistake that. Buy and will turn around that result though. Do you think? There's big problems there. At the moment. Why is the big problems? Well, the results that they're having. Uh, it, listen, it hasn't gone particularly well. I don't think for Thomas Tuchel since he's gone in. He was brilliant at Chelsea, won the Champions League. But last season, they won the league basically the last kick last of the game. Of the game yeah. mm -hmm. And it's an exciting way for the league. And it must have been great for the Bundesliga as such. But Munich are just so used to dominating the league. This season, they're five points behind. At the start of the season, they lost their charity shield, if you like, or their mm -hmm. Super Cup to, to Leipzig. They went out of the German Cup to a lower division team. They're now going to be tough for them in the Bundesliga. Who knows with the Champions League? So you're looking at actually, not just Tuchel, but you look at Harry Kane. You'd almost feel like you leave Tottenham to be almost guaranteed. You've got the league one, probably the German Cup, maybe. Yeah. And it's just about can you win the Champions League? And then he's left it. And at this moment, it's looking like he's not going to get his hands on anything, which is unbelievable when you go to Munich. It's almost like a... They got well beaten the weekend as well in the league, didn't they? Oh, got battered. Would have yeah. hammered. Battered. So that's, yeah, five points now. Yeah. Off your new manager. <laughs> Championing that a little bit, are you? Well, it's just the obvious one, isn't it? I mean, I don't see who else it, it could. The only reason I don't think it could be Alonso is if he doesn't want to come or if he thinks I need another year at Leverkusen or. But if they didn't win the league in Germany, would you have a doubt? Would you have a little. If they won the league, you're thinking that's another big plus on the CV. But just say they slipped up because Bayern are more than capable yeah. of coming back, a bit like last year. And he slipped up and he didn't win the league. Would that change your mindset towards him? No. Listen, of course, if you win the league, and I think I said this on Monday Night Football, I think the, the great managers, even if you start with sort of Ferguson, it's, it's not great because of what he did at Man United. It's almost like what he did at Aberdeen. Aberdeen yeah. He got wow. Mourinho at Porto, Klopp at, at, at Dortmund, all these all sort of you know, yeah. pep stars at Barca. But a lot of the great, you know, I had, we had Rafa, he comes to Liverpool, wins the Champions League, but he wins the league at Valencia. You know, so they always have to do something a little bit, you know, out there that most yeah. people can't do. And I, yeah. I think we're in the league. Leverkusen have never won the league before. Yeah. I think to win, to be the first guy to win the league there It'll against Munich you know, yeah. is pretty special. And and as I said, it. I don't even think it's just the Liverpool link. I think if like yeah. there was a coach at Bayer Leverkusen doing that, and the, the United job was up for grabs, or Liverpool or Arsenal, that guy, whoever he was, I think would be be in the reckoning if he if he'd done that. Yeah. Do you think that's the biggest thing to judge a manager on? Not necessarily when they get that top job, but how they get yeah. there, like winning the league with Sunderland, like something like that. Yeah, that would well, again, especially if you're up against teams like Bayern Munich, yeah, yeah, of course. Huge plus. Mm. Getting I think over the, the line. I think I think there's, there's probably two different jobs, isn't it? You see people do do well under the radar, then they get the big job. And then people go, Oh, he, you know, he's got big players, you've got to play a certain style. And that's why I always feel like the criticism of the, the only one criticism of Pep is that, oh, he hasn't done it with, like, a lesser team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how many managers have had the resources and been at a massive club and completely failed because, you know, getting that respect of a dressing room, those big players, you know, so I, I never have that criticism. But when, he picked up, when he picked up Barcelona, obviously they hadn't won the Champions League the year before that. And I don't think they won the league the year before. I might be wrong, but there's something no. like they weren't doing them yeah. incredibly well. So what he did there was oh, completely transform them. On Tuesday night, it's, a, it's, it's actually a post, and to be fair, I wouldn't sort of ordinarily look at a post on social media and think it resonates, but it was. I felt it a little bit. I didn't switch City on on Tuesday night. I'll come to you, Jill, first on it. Mm -hmm. I, I just thought, 
a bit like, I just, I felt a bit bored. Mm. And I saw a post, and you may have seen it, from a Liverpool fan that said he watched every single one of Sir Alex Ferguson's Manchester United games in the Champions League because there was that feeling that one, there was either going to be excitement one way or the other, they'd lose or they'd win and the game would be exciting. Yeah. But you just can't watch City. And that he felt it was just like, it's almost like they've ruined it a little bit. It's a bit boring. Now, to be fair, it's a bit... I wanted to open the, you know, a bit of a hornet's nest. I know. See the headline now, can't you? <laughs> yeah. No, because I think to call City boring is to be fair would be wrong because uh, to be yeah, the football yeah, yeah. they play is outstanding. And I actually think the last, I actually thought they were boring. I, I found it difficult to watch them. But when since Haaland's gone, they're a bit more imperfect. I actually like them a lot more with, mm -hmm. with the four big defenders and, and Haaland up front. But is there a bit of a of that now with them? Is, is there a bit of a boredom thing with City? Yeah, because they're so brilliant, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. I, I, I get where you're coming from and. Uh, but I, I certainly wouldn't agree when, when fans say that about City and they're very technical and the stats the other night are unbelievable in terms of away from home. I know no, Copenhagen wouldn't be that great, don't get me wrong, even though they, they beat United, didn't they? But yeah, but I, I kind of admire that stuff. I admire when a team can dominate so much, whether it be possession, the players, their style. I, I like their style of play, yeah. but I get it. What Do, you other people... Do you like the style yeah, of play? Yeah, I, can, I, I, get, I, I like it. Because of the brilliance with it. Yeah. Listen, we, we watch a lot of teams who try and kind of do all that stuff and possession, they get nowhere for But they're topping it off as well with winning and scoring yeah. goals. And No, I, I, no I, I'd, I'd give City the thumbs up, honestly, which has obviously been at United. But I get the argument where people say, even Liverpool the last few years, Liverpool a bit more emotional, a bit get a forward quicker. But because they're so technical and brilliant, mm. I admire that. It's just say. such like an efficient model, yeah. isn't it? It's like getting in a car and it works every single time. It's like, why does something have to go wrong to then make it exciting and everything else? And I'm exactly the same. Like, you can see the patterns, exactly what they're trying to do. And it only ever breaks down because of like a technical action gone wrong or something. So to call City boring, I, I definitely wouldn't agree with that. Even as the games go on and it's like, it's 1-1 or it's 0-0. Nil -nil. You've seen Haaland obviously score uh, There's no jeopardy. I'll change, I'll change it from boredom. I'll yeah. change it from boring to have they, have they become a little bit unwatchable in the sense of, like you say, the jeopardy's not there. People just yeah. think it's going to be inevitable. It's just they're oh, that okay. good. And I actually think, you know, you, you, you think about them and Roy's just mentioned with the ball and, and stuff. I just think they're that good defensively mm. as well. It's like yeah. you, you never feel like... So, say they're at home to someone in the bottom half of the table and I'm thinking, I hope they lose or they drop points. But you're thinking, you start thinking about the game, you're playing, you're thinking, how are the other team going to get a corner? Yeah. How do you think going to get? In? Honestly, yeah, I think how yeah, did they yeah, get yeah. in the half? Yeah. You, you know, and they played Everton last week, didn't they? And do I, do I look at Everton played and not just Everton, lots of, and they look like they're they're a lower league team who've gone there in a cup match and they're just hanging in there yeah. for the whole game. Yet you're going, you're in the same league as them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. almost well, Everton had the lowest touches anyone have ever had, I think, or this season in the penalty. Like, right? Not like shots. Yeah. Touches in the penalty box. Yeah. Now that's not having to go with Everton. That's just right. how good they are, and that's when I go back to sort of United. And I was watching your teams, hoping you to get beat, but they're always that thing of like you go one or two down, and they're coming back, and the game's a bit, and you're on edge yourself, hoping they lose, they could win. Yeah. With City, they're just that good in every aspect of the game. And, go, and, and to be honest, I don't think it's like a City thing and a money thing, and they've got all the best players. I think it's Pep. Yeah. I just think Pep it's is that the, good. The detail as well, like everyone talks about in possession, and I'm not saying any other teams aren't set up like this, because of course they are, but there's so much detail when they're in possession of how they're going to be if they're suddenly out of possession. And I think that's why they're so good defensively. Mm. You've got so many players thinking... I'm not going to go because I know I've got to stop the counter and it just all works so efficient and I think like 
when I was there, I was obsessed with the detail. I was obsessed. I wanted to sit in more meetings and because it just opens you up to this whole kind of like new way of football. But yeah, I've got, I think, Phil Foden at the minute as well. Like, and to see him have came through from like the younger age groups, he's just, he's he's one of the best players this season, I think. I know we were talking about player of the season, weren't we, on a couple of shows previously. He sets fire alarms off. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. We run about meetings, and but when we were at United, we, we, we've already, I, I, people don't believe us. But we never had meetings, did, did we? Not? We never really discussed tactics. Did you not? Did I, I didn't think we were. Ta to be fair, I think because we were so familiar with each other, maybe those patterns of play that existed. But I don't think we might. He might say certain games, you know, play a bit deeper against them or something, or maybe. You know, but I don't think there's any. There was never sort of any like sort of. No, there weren't many like sort of nuances with of what we were doing. Yeah, I didn't yeah, feel. yeah. It was a lot of it was off the cuff stuff. Yeah, and obviously good players. And do you think the games developed though to that? Or Just not? With basic principles like one 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 uh, one fullback goal, one stay, one midfield player goal, one make sure you're sitting. You know, it was that type. Yeah, one one yeah. forwards on the last line, one forwards dropping in the hole. It, it was it was them principles, wasn't it? Really. Yeah. There wasn't really a sort of a... What we have to admire City for as well. So they're playing Everton who were going to sit in and then they end up getting the first goal whatever, from a set-piece. Yeah. We saw them at the FA Cup recently. And they're also really good at set-pieces. Mm. So sometimes you might go, a team are really good at possession. But I'll tell you what, we can get on them. It's, they're really strong on that side of yeah. as well. And that desire to defend. And I, I love the fact when they, when they win every week, it looks like it's Pep's first league win. Yeah. Because the first thing that happens when you get successful in life, people... They drop their guard, they lose the eye of the tiger, but I don't see it with Pep, no. considering what he's won. It's interesting you say about set pieces, because I was doing the Crystal Palace Chelsea game on Monday night, and it came up like the four or five worst teams in the league for set pieces, for scoring, and they were all the teams at the bottom. The perception was when I felt like we yeah. were playing that the teams at the bottom, say Wimbledon's, Crystal Palace's, Stokes, they would be the teams that would be the best at set pieces, and we were the worst, and we'd have to obviously stop. Well, obviously, they're getting more opportunities to. Yeah, maybe, but, but that's how it felt. Not still, with you, yeah. like the best teams weren't good at set yeah, pieces, yeah, but they yeah. actually. But now the best teams are the best at set pieces. Because when you're not one of the best teams, it's like we've got to rely on our yeah. set pieces. Yeah. Get a goal off a set. They piece. were spending an hour on the train ground day yeah. before. <laughs> but I, but I think City are that good. I, I'd be interested in how many teams are even getting corners against them. Yeah. They're not even getting that many corners. Yeah. You know, you can get wide free kicks, but they're not even getting that opportunity to say. We're going to be really good at set pieces. Well, you can be really good at them, but if you're not getting any high up the pitch, yeah, then there's going to be no danger to City. It is difficult to see who's going to stop. I've, I feel like they've got. I, th I think the, they're likely going to win the league, but I feel like they've got more chance of being stopped in the league than they have in the Champions League for some reason this week. Mm. Having watched, you know, I mean, we all seen a few I, teams. I don't think there's anyone closer than the Champions. I actually think the team who could maybe have a chance against Arsenal. Because when, when you look at it, because Arsenal haven't won anything big yet, this team was still thinking, how, how good are they? Can they get across the line in a big one? But then you go and watch the Champions League, and I'm watching like Bayern Munich, a huge, massive team. You, Arsenal you were so, better. Arsenal better team. Yeah. Arsenal beat Bayern Munich. I agree. I think Arsenal beat Paris Saint-Germain. Mm. So I'm actually looking at the Champions League thinking, you could actually stop City, and I'm thinking, probably Arsenal. But yeah. even if that, if they met each other, we know City would be massive favourites. Yeah. But I actually think Arsenal, I'm trying to think, is there one more team in there who I've maybe forgot? Inter Milan, oh, the top of Serie A, got the final last season, but no, there's not too... Uh, you just always think sometimes, I think, that you can't deny history sometimes. In that's the what I'm saying. Like, like so Real I think, Madrid yeah, or yeah, yeah. something yeah. like that comes so up. So if, yeah. if like an Arsenal played a Real Madrid, who, to be fair, are a top side, still got a decent team now. Psychologically, of the Champions League, that could stop Arsenal because they haven't been there. We spoke about sort of Liverpool in the past doing well in the Champions League because they just they just feel like they belong there. But Arsenal, I think Arsenal got a decent chance. 
That was a big win, wasn't it? The West Ham one. Mm. That was a they got a couple of set pieces, didn't they? Yeah. Declan Rice taking set pieces. Yeah. Did you cover that on Monday Night Football in the end? No. No, we didn't. We'd done Arsenal the week before and he was because he doesn't he doesn't he's 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 Took yourself a little bit away from it, haven't you? But you still want no. you still want your input, don't no, you? So I was watching, show. No, I was watching. <laughs> so he starts texting you saying you need to do this. You need Does to he do text yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah. Right. I very rarely text, right? But I, but I was doing the United Villa game on Sunday, and first I was watching the Arsenal um, West Ham game, and. One of the, the stats, stats guy, I was obviously Declan Rice is taking set pieces. Yeah. I said to the stats guy, who's an Arsenal fan, I said, when did he start taking set pieces? And he said four games ago, he took. Mm -hmm. his, I think he scored, a, they scored a corner against Crystal Palace four games ago where he started taking, it was Trossard and Martinelli before then. And then he scored, obviously, they scored two on Sunday from his set pieces. And I was interested in the sort of idea behind, he's obviously just gone to set pieces. He's seen a six foot two, six foot three player on set pieces. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's you wouldn't ordinarily think it would happen. So I was thinking, why has he gone on to set pieces? What's happened before? What's the data but, now? But, but the reason why he wanted us to do it on Monday Night Football was because he's still got a be in his bonnet about Harry Kane taking corners. <laughs> so, it's so, not so, so this was the, the set piece it's guru <laughs> for uh, Roy Hodgson's England. <laughs> and uh, right. Harry Kane, England's Cara. great goal scorer, was on corners. <laughs> and he always used to come back in and say he's the best kicker of a ball. So that's what you're getting to, aren't you? So that's why you're against Rice, Tick. What, what's the big deal? No, no, I'm not against Rice. I'm just saying it, yeah. I'd not seen him take them. He's not expected because he's big. He's six foot two. You don't get normally see. So you know, Wayne Rooney used to take them for United, even though he's a good head of the ball and goal scorer because he was a good kicker yeah. of the ball. But to see Declan Rice take free kicks and corners in the last few weeks, it's, it's new. It's brand new right. for Arsenal. It's okay. only happened in the last few weeks. With the new, so I just thought it might be. Have you mentioned one or two other players you've been taking? Sometimes if they're not playing, he's, he's definitely got a good technique, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, very good. Yeah. And with them old predator boots coming back, it was very David Beckham like. It was. I thought he had a very. So was it your? Was it, was, it, was it your decision or Roy's with Harry Kane and no, why? We had this. We had this big problem because. Oh, was it you who put yes. him on them? Yes. Yes. So he put England's on the nine. I was absolutely. The problem wasn't attacking set pieces; was defending them. <laughs> so what happened was basically we had a team, and I'm trying. I'm trying to think of the exact team that we had. We had Daniel Sturridge. Um, it was either Rooney or Kane that uh -huh. took him. Right, and we basically looked at the stats, and Rooney had scored more from corners on headers than than Kane. Like, oh, right. They were the only two that could essentially deliver a set piece. All the other players, you could Raheem Sterling, Danny Welbeck, um, Daniel Sturridge, uh, midfield were um, I think Henderson and um, was Wilshire in that squad? Wilshire, Deli Ali, none of them are set piece takers. Yeah. The back four was Kyle Walker, never taken set pieces live. Two centre halves, never taken set pieces in the live. Did you not think about this when you're picking the squad? <laughs> <laughs> no, we had we had a couple of set piece takers because I think James Milner was probably on like on the bench type thing, and he was a good set piece taker. But what I'm saying, you won't take a corner. So if you remember Gareth in the next <laughs> tournament in 2018, I always say this, and to be fair, there's a big difference between 16 and 18 with set pieces. If you look at you know, Gareth, had the, scored from I think two or three set pieces. Trippier, Trippier. Trippier was in the squad. I think a couple of others came in the squad. And the big difference, they scored, I think, quite a few goals from set pieces or from free kicks. And we just didn't have anybody who took corners or free kicks. It was either Rooney or Kane. Yeah. And in the end, Kane was on them, but in the end, he came off them after about one and a half games and, and Wazza went on them. And we didn't score from any money. Um, I think in the end, it just became so... Uh, what's the word? I think it became hostile. Because when, when Harry used to go over to the corner to take a free kick, the England fans were like, oh, what are you doing? Get in the middle type thing, which was, yeah. you know, 
I was, I was praying so for the pressure. And to be fair, I remember Waza come in and just said, look, to be fair, there's no point in it. It's me or him. We'll just, I'll go and take him. And he ended, up, he ended up swapping with him. But yeah. it became a big thing. But it wouldn't have become a big thing, obviously, if you win games. It becomes a big thing when you don't win games. Yeah. I mean, Declan Rice... Yeah, but delivery is so important. Oh, it's massive. Yeah. It's everything. Delivery. You don't get the delivery. You talk about movement. Yeah. You can move all you want. If the delivery is not good. Yeah. yeah. Right, it's the only thing I remember Sir Alex Ferguson saying about attacking set pieces. And you say, basically... The delivery will be good because it was, let's say, Bex as an example. He said, make sure you basically get across your man and you sprint. That was it. Good yeah. delivery and get across your man. Mm. And we used to score quite a lot of goals from set pieces. I mean, you scored obviously one in Turin famously and other goals as well, but we scored lots from set yeah. pieces. You think of Steve Bruce. The reason United won a league against Sheffield Wednesday back in 93, two, two set pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you think the delivery is good and then the sort of the runs. 99 was a set, was yeah. the winning goal a set piece? Set piece. Yeah. So the set pieces win Champions League finals, they win Leeds, yeah. they win everything. It's mad though now, because if you get the ball in that part of the pitch, they usually like play, don't they? Like they would never think about just whacking the ball. You know how yeah. like you did at United, like putting crosses in? It doesn't really happen so much no, now, no. does it, in open play? It's like wingers on the inside, like little yeah. intricate play, but it is so important. When we won the league with City about, God, about seven years ago, and I think the majority of our goals were off set pieces. Yeah. I think our centre-half was top goal scorer, but it is such a difference. Going back to when you text giving him some on Monday night football, I remember you, you texted me. Jill, you know what I mean? No, yeah. Roy texted me at an England game giving us something at half time on Bellingham, and I said it, and they're like, Your tactical knowledge is so good. I was going to say it at your call, I was going to say it, oh, Roy texted yeah. but I didn't. I said I took it. Monday well, night football. Moving on runners. That was very no, I'm was sure good. you would have got there already. No, yeah. it was good. It was really good. It was good. Monday night football is a show about little little sort of nuggets of detail and little bits of analysis. And I just thought, look, he's you know, three goals from the team. Yeah, team. Yeah. So well, anyway. you put Trent on England set pieces. You'd put him over rice, wouldn't you? What do you want oh, to yeah. take them for England, Mighty? Uh, Who've England got that can take set pieces? Obviously, if, they, if Trent played, they've got Trent. Does um, Saka take Shaw them? takes them sometimes, mm-hmm. doesn't they? With his left foot. Trippier, if he Trippier. plays, obviously takes Ali them. Kane. <laughs> there, you know, it, it, we didn't have anybody who could actually let it, fair, go, kick let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Anyway, right. What about defending set pieces? Was it was it the Iceland game? Was that the that long troll? Was that what, was it Wayne doing it? Were you coach for that as well? No, I, I wasn't on defensive. He set wasn't on pieces, set pieces then. Yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't on defensive set pieces. To be fair, um, that we we did a lot of work on the Iceland throwing. Should, oh. should I say? <laughs> a lot of work. That's so Not frustrating as a coach, isn't it? Yeah. No, but you know, it goes to show you can do stuff all week. It's, yeah. it's come to crunch as when lads who want to head it and who do their jobs properly. Believe it or not, we just, and maybe an impact, and I don't know. I mean, sometimes it sounds a little bit like a sort of thing a commentator would say, but you know, you switch off when you just scored a goal. We just scored a goal, haven't we? Yeah. And then literally got a throw in. And... But you know, that's, you know that stat's not true. It sounds like a commentator's yeah. line, you right, know what exactly. I mean? Yeah. But it's yeah. that stat itself. Yeah. The way it's not true. Yeah. Yeah. Can we have that yeah. stat, please? What is, yeah. Yeah. what is the actual uh, yeah, statistic on goals? That is so true. But you never believe anything I tell you. But what's the stat? What, what's the you know, when people stat? say, well, you're, at, you're most vulnerable, you've just scored, that's, that's, not, true. that's, yeah. that's, that's not true. Yeah. Well, geez, you'd have to check with anybody. I'm telling you. Jesus. They're both looking for some numbers around it and some sort of like statistics and stuff. But anyway, let's move on.
It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It looks like Dan Ashworth has been approached or has told Newcastle that he uh, wants to leave and join Manchester United. Just talking about it from a, before we go on to Manchester United... From Newcastle's perspective, is, is that kicking the teeth for them mm-hmm. in terms of sort of the scale of what they're trying to achieve up there? And obviously, he's the pillar, really, of behind the sort of football. I've, I've, honestly, when Newcastle came in and people were talking about, obviously, the investment was huge and stuff like that, I was never, from a Liverpool point of view, thinking, oh, this is sort of like the, the new team in town, this is going to be another City or a Chelsea, because I, I, I think it's more difficult now, isn't it, with the, you know, the FFP stuff. Uh, and, and I do think Newcastle had such a great season last season, but they have almost it's a scene in a little bit where you're like, oh, how do you make that next jump? And people will look at some of the players that they've got, and Dan Ashworth, maybe even Eddie Howard sometimes. You know, if Gareth Southgate leaves in the summer, yeah. you'd imagine the FA would go for Eddie Howe, wouldn't you? That, yeah, I would yeah. imagine. Uh, and, yeah, I, I think that's a big blow for them. Yeah, And, and I always feel like no, no matter, you know, Newcastle, huge football club, but they're never going to be Man United. Yeah. You know, so if Man United come for one of the players, come for a manager, come for a sporting director, he's going to go, and I think it's a great appointment. Mm. He's done well at Newcastle, hasn't he? He's brought in some good players, and I think his like main thing is that high-performing like culture. So Man United would benefit from that massively. But he has done a good job wherever he's been, hasn't he? Really, yeah. Newcastle. So he's a great reputation, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah. But I don't think a club either should be so dependent. You know, we said what will happen to Newcastle. You like to think Newcastle can. Yeah. Survive with it's a blow, it's like a blow, Brighton. Listen, it? he left Brighton. That's that's the nature of the beast. But from a United's point of view, we've been speaking the last six months. What changes can they make? And you say, well, get the best people, and he looks like he knows what he's doing. So it's no surprise United have gone in for him. I read something on him. I read, I read a newspaper article on him today, and something I'd never really heard in football before. You, you, you probably you'll know a bit more, Roy. When you've got your scouts. So he's obviously in charge of the recruitment. He's got a scout. This was at Brighton. And they were all over the world. So normally you'd say, oh, we've, we've got a guy in uh, Portugal. We've got yeah. a guy in Spain. They, he, he changed that from not just having a guy in a country. A scout was responsible for position around the world. So, that, so do you understand what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. it's like, you, you just look at all the centre-backs. You just look at all the wingers. Uh, yeah. You look at all the strikers. Uh, and I just thought, I thought, I've never heard that before. 
Uh, and they, they thought that was a big part of what happened at Brighton. Is this in Newcastle yeah. or Brighton? I think, it, I think it was more Brighton, but I just thought it was interesting because, you know, you hear that, don't you? We've got a scout yeah. in Spain or, yeah. and he yeah. covers you know, all the players in Spain. But it was about basically someone had a job for centre-backs, goalkeepers, and just doing it differently. I thought it was quite well, interesting. Well, that scout network, that, that's, that scout's role years ago, when you're talking about back in our day, you'd have a scout probably... One in the northwest, not one in the north, one in yeah. Scotland, or whatever. Yeah. But no, the the range of scope. We've yeah. seen it obviously the way the, the game's opened up, the money available now. So there's no surprise what you're telling me there, Jamie. Yeah, the way the and the way Brighton have done it, they must look at that and they look at Newcastle's recruitment. And we go back. Recruitment is key. Recruitment mm. is key. And what Man United have got, whatever they've done badly over the last few years, I think recru recruitment's probably number one. Where they've got it wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. People talk about Liverpool's recruitment and. You think of sort of Michael Edwards is always, you know, famed for what he, he, he did alongside obviously Jurgen Klopp and people at the club. So I went to see him once because I thought I wanted to get a little bit more information. It wasn't for me to do, you know, come out and speak, but obviously this is years later. And I'm expecting some real, like, real big insights about how many scouts they've got, how they watch them, how they see different things. And he just said, he said, the biggest thing for us about getting the, the players that we want, he said, is relationships with agents. And I just thought, yeah. I was expecting more than that, yeah. but he was yeah. a bit like, a, it's, it's massive, basically. You, you, see, you see that agent fees, don't you? Yeah. At the end of every season. I'm not saying it's just about the money, but yeah. he was saying about like having a it, good relationship with their agents. I know. can see that, though. I mean, yeah. the trust that, I think an agent will, agents have got a bad reputation, but they won't do someone over that they work well with and trust because mm. they won't get the next gig. And yeah. I think it makes sense, doesn't it? And if you did Liverpool over on a signing, you would never get a gig again. It spread quite quickly. Yeah. Um, United have been, because they haven't had a sporting director in the last 10 years, they've been played, they've been so naive at that level, I imagine, in terms of dealing with agents, that the agents have just... It was almost like the bingo call, wasn't it, in terms of... So if United rang you, or if you rang... You were almost thinking you were going to get another 20, 30, 40 million straight away because they're just so naive and didn't have that relationship. Um, but Dan Ashworth, I think... Obviously, he did a good job at West, West Brom, but I was there with England when he was appointed and been there probably a year or two before he came in. There was, a, there was a big change when he came in and it was quite a jolt at the time because obviously when you sort of haven't got a technical director like Dan Ashworth, but then you have, and he obviously had a good relationship with Roy, it, he brought Dave Redding in, who was a performance director as well. Do you remember Dave Redding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was quite a jolt for Roy at the time because they were talking about things like sort of kicking coaches, sort of like attacking coaches. They were talking about attacking set piece coaches, almost breaking the game down into its sort of what would be real intimate detail. Where Roy had worked for 30, 40 years in very much a sort of way with coaches on the field, with the players, working yeah. sort of the assistant coaches. And I remember Dan uh, having a conversation with him at the time. And I felt it felt to me like obviously Roy was in, in the role but they were building all these foundations below. And they started with the 21s, the 18s, the women's team. Yeah. And you think of the success with the 20s, the 21s, the women's team that's happened in the last sort of what would be seven or eight, 10 years. Mm -hmm. It all started really from when Dan came. Now, I'm not saying that he was responsible for what happened in the women's game. I'm not saying he was responsible for what happened in the 21s. But he had a big influence within the FA of professionalising it. The FA was a terrible organisation from a professionalism point of view. And I felt what he did, he put, he put processes in place. And like, they're very structured and organised. Yeah. And he did a really good job, I felt. And when, obviously, then um, Gareth came in, he almost had, like, someone that was in his mould. Yeah. That was actually, to be fair, there's a thread there between Dave Redding. So when all the detail came in 2018 with the set pieces where they all did the sort of... You could tell they'd been working on it for hours and hours and hours. Yeah. 
you, you've been an international coach, so you'll understand this. You, you meet up in September, you do your 10 days, and you tend to, to be fair, not see the players then for another month. Right. You tend to not go on the training pitch for another month. Dave Redding wanted things like, he wanted them to bring in dummy players to do mock sessions in between. For the coaching staff. For the coaching staff, so that they worked on stuff, so that when they actually got them in. And is that including the manager, Roy Hodgson? Yeah, yeah, he wanted stuff like that to come in. He wanted stuff like um, extra sessions, you know, because the players come tired, don't they? They don't want to do th two, three sessions yeah. a day. But there were, <clears> at the time, there were countries that were doing two or three sessions a day. They wanted extra videos. They wanted so much more cramming into the sort of what would was be... Was Roy OK with all that? No, no, Roy wasn't OK with it, and I wasn't OK with it at the time. But there was an element of them wanting to really extract every last sort of drop of juice out of the orange in that period. And because it, was, it felt like they were trying to take it to more like a performance, like cycling is or like swimming is or like yeah. athletics yeah. is. And I thought, I thought us as the women's team was getting extra sessions. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah but, but seriously, we, we, he wanted all these things to be introduced. And I think they had to wait maybe a year or two for it to happen. Yeah. But eventually, I think they got what they wanted with Steve Cooper, with Roy Hodge, you know, with... Um, with Gareth yeah, Southgate. There, there was talented players that were coming through. Yeah, there, of course there was a yeah, bit of talent, but, but in the World Cup in 18, I know they got a good draws, but actually the set pieces oh, yeah, oh, and getting to the semi-final, no one expected them to get to the semi-final in that tournament. So there was an element there of, right. I think, the, what, you're right, there were some talented players coming through, but there was... Which just gives you a, a huge help, of yeah. course. Mm. You can put all that structure in place, yeah. fantastic, but if you've got the talented players coming through, yeah, amazing. But if there's players not coming through, all that stuff is... So are you expecting... A, a huge shift in the performance I, of Manchester United and basically well, I, the appointment of well, the, the guy from Manchester City. Yeah, but I couldn't believe Dan. I couldn't believe Dan when he left the FA, went to Brighton. I was like, that doesn't seem like a step up. Then we see what he did with Brighton. And then obviously Newcastle is a step up and what he's done there in terms of managing expectations. I'm not saying that he's going to go into Manchester United and be successful, but if you've got the guy in from City, which obviously they have now, you brought Dan Ashworth in, at least you've got people in roles that belong. In the last 10 years, there haven't been people in roles that belong. Mm. So there's a start of something. Look, there's disruption. There's interference with, with the, the mediocrity that we've seen in the last 10 years already. If he comes in, I do think there's a chance that, you know, you've got that sort of performance mentality, that excellence mentality that they do have that could run through the club quite quickly. Look, it's a big job. Do you think a lot of this is, obviously we talk about uh, Jim Ratcliffe coming in, but do you think a lot of this is Brailsford? Oh, I've no yeah. doubt. No, Jim Ratcliffe is obviously trusting in Dave Brailsford to say, look, you know, basically we need the best CEO, the best sporting director, the best head of recruitment and the best coach. You know, the two that have got yet to be sorted, the head of recruitment and coach, but they're doing it one by one, obviously, aren't they? Um, you know, if Dan comes, he'll, he'll want, I suspect, authority at the club to be able to make decisions. Well, how, long did he, how long was he at Brighton for? I think so, two or three years, four years. Right. I don't think. So, no, it's sometimes if, yeah. if you go in your, you've got big plans. Three years, I think he was there. Right. How long was he at Newcastle for? I think two years. Two now weeks. He's not been there long. Well, yeah, obviously, we're on about a guy coming in getting the, the, the best for the job. He doesn't hang around, does he? Obviously, I'm not sure loyalty is the top of his. Priority, no, but my is point it? is, but Roy, you, don't, you wouldn't argue him going from Newcastle to Man United. Right, would of you? course, yeah, but when he left Brighton to Newcastle, the Newcastle at the time, big plans were doing this. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Newcastle maybe are, you know, obviously that, that was going to slow down eventually the bit of success they've had over the last, what, 12, 18 months. And he's now jumping into Man United, you know. Yeah. You have to look at all that side of a personality as well. No doubt he's, he's brilliant at his job. But who's to say in a year and a half, then he might want to go to Real Madrid or Barcelona. Yeah, I mean, look, I think if, he, if he's going to Real Madrid or Barcelona in, in a year or two, he's done very well at Manchester United in a year or two, they've switched. I mean, the big thing coming up for United, and to be fair... 
it's almost like the Ferguson, it's like the Ferguson factor leaving um, United ten years ago. An element of Jurgen Klopp leaving and maybe Pep. I can't believe Pep's going to hang around for more than twelve months or so. Now I can't believe that he is going to be there for another two, three, four years. That they've got to be well, there. Said Pep's going to leave about. I know a year or two ago. I, I know, but I can't believe he's going to be there for more than eighteen months. I just can't. If he is, obviously, great for City. But if he's not, he has got to make sure Manchester United are in that spot that if Klopp does leave and they have a bit of turbulence at Liverpool, if Pep does leave, that he's ready to jump. He's got to be, he, I think that would be, for me, the opportunity for United. I mean, they're away away from it at the moment. Yeah. They're way away from it. You watch them on Sunday at yeah. Villa. They're still playing mm. poorly and winning games. I mean, yeah. they, they played poorly on Sunday. And that's to get it. You know, we're talking about Man United trying to get into fifth spot, really. Fourth, yeah. fifth. Yeah, yeah. You know, forget, obviously, City, Liverpool and Arsenal were there. And that's where United are. So it's a big leap to the next level, competing with City. I was thinking about, actually, when I saw the news this morning about Dan Ashworth, and I was thinking about Eric Ten Hag. I actually think it helps Eric Ten Hag that Dan Ashworth's coming in. One, he's not someone who'll make a, a sort of like a knee-jerk decision when he comes in. I think he's quite measured. I think he'll see sort of Eric Ten Hag staying another year while he has a look at the club and ev builds everything underneath. I think that would be, because that's what I think at England, I think he was quite measured around how he did things and sort of took his time. And yeah. I think if a manager, a coach, because obviously there's still this, we still haven't had to maybe come back to when we played directors of football and we'd be a bit directors of football. It's, it's all about the manager and the, and the players. But if you get your head around a director of football coming in, you're on about Roy Hodgson, but if you see someone coming in and you believe they're there to help you, then it's great. I think it's when there's that, oh, yeah. you know, mm. you're on about Roy Hodgson, people are setting their ways and a guy's telling you you've got to do more sessions. He's thinking, you're telling me to do more sessions. Yeah. I can see why there can be hang-ups with an experienced manager, but maybe these foreign coaches or Den Hag will look at United and he's thinking, listen, we're going to take that power of recruitment away. He might go, actually, I'm delighted you're doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let you focus on that and let me focus on trying to get Man United back to competing to winning titles. So if your head is in a good space and you're thinking, Dan is here to help me and get the people around me, then it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's when you think somebody's... Did you work with the sporting director at Sunderland and Dips, which are just... Uh, no. was, was it Niall at Sunderland, was it? Niall no, was the chairman, yeah. So, he, But he but, was like almost your... Yeah, but it was always even chat. Even when I was there, or, yeah, you were chatting about people coming into the club, but it was, I don't, there was no director of football. No. But I, I think I would have been pretty open to that, as long as you feel it's the right person. And they're coming in to help you. And it's less yeah. work for you, isn't it? Because Frank said that. He said that he had to do everything, oh, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. In a yeah, way. Like, you just want to focus on what yeah. you've got to do. If you believe in the person's coming in, if you yeah. think, yeah, listen, we're all on the same page, yeah. yeah. But listen, there's been plenty of stories where managers will say a director of football came in and he was just a hindrance. Yeah, yeah, he wanted yeah. them out or straight away and you just get that vibe. Yeah. But again, I go back to it, but if someone comes in, you think, I'm going to help you with the scout. Was there one at Ipswich? Be. No, there was not one at Ipswich no. either. So there wasn't one in, yeah. No. Who is the director of football at Liverpool now? Uh, I, I, they haven't really got one. So basically... So who's picking the new manager for Liverpool Football Club? That will be, uh, well, Billy Hogan is like the CEO, right, if you like. Yeah. When you talk about director of football, I always automatically think of that as the guy who's involved in the transfers. Liverpool haven't really got one. They've got a guy, a German guy who's leaving now, right. but he's probably just left at the end of the transfer window. Uh, they've been through two or three, really, in the last 18 months. Right. And as I said, on... But why two or three, Jamie? I mean, like that, you know, if someone goes I, to I, Liverpool... You're not going to make a power with Klopp there, I don't think, are you? Yeah, What's think, the point of sporting long... director with Klopp there? I think he's just going to run the shop, isn't he? Yeah. I would imagine. Well, for two or three to go... Two or three is a... Three, well, basically, the lot. one who'd been there a while, sort of left. Right. The one okay. who was his number two then was there 12 months now. I don't know exactly what right. went on, but he's just... And then this guy was always a part-time, right. almost, okay. to get Liverpool through to 
basic problem when Klopp's going to go now. I mean, City's Bagheerstein, you never hear or see of him, mm. but you just know yeah. that yeah. you talk about connections, relationships. You know, I've seen him in sort of not, not in loads of times, but I think he's massively connected and sort of he understands the whole fabric of agency. He's huge for yeah. yeah, he's well. massive. But you shouldn't really hear from them, should you? No. Really? Not, not in terms of... I suppose not, no. Like, because they're doing their work behind the scenes. Yeah. We had someone come in, like, kind of above the manager. It wasn't, like, a sporting director job, but I think they have to know the role because this one at half-time was telling me how to play midfield when we were getting in the changing rooms and we are like, where's he came from? But I think it's, like, this shouldn't really be... See, but you've got to be comfortable. If you're one of the big clubs, and we look what they're trying to do at Aston Villa, Newcastle, City, obviously a great example. You've got to have them people around. That structure your football yeah, club. Yeah. And Pep has got that. So Pep's not looking over his shoulder every week, going, you know, have you got my back? And obviously, it does help yeah. if you're winning week in week out. Whereas I reckon that at United, where there's a bit of chaos, that can take a lot of your energy mm. when you're getting distracted. Where you're, and maybe you've too much power yourself in the recruitment. If someone takes that away from you and they're doing a good job. It's great for a manager. I bet you Pep doesn't get bogged down by all that stuff. I still think Pep's priority is, I've got to try and win the weekend. That's my only... Yeah. He's not getting distracted. I think he's got them people around him, that Spanish connection, a bit like Villa now. These top managers have got a bit of power and they have four or five people, not your coaching staff, people, directors mm. of football and who are working at board level. They're the ones you need behind you yeah. and will support you, particularly when you're going through a sticky patch. What, what, um, what is his first job at United? Dan Ashworth. <clears throat> to decide if Eric Ten Hag's the, the manager for next season. It's, it, I think it's an interesting one because the better they do, you think, obviously, that's better for United. But if United keep winning the way they won on Sunday, that's not sustainable. No, no. Mm. You won't keep winning games. No, but, you know, if they, if they almost muddled through yeah, in a yeah, Champions yeah. League spot, I actually think it puts the ownership and yeah. Dan Ashford in a difficult position because you can't win a league like, like that. Yeah. You no, can't United win a league. Like, yeah, of course. No, what I mean is, yeah, but, but I'm not talking about, like, a, a six-week period when we've all been there where you, you nick a few results. We're actually sort of almost two years in. Listen, and we've said that a million times about Eric Tanag's style of play. It's... It is what we're seeing now. I'm not sure you can win the biggest trophies yeah. playing like okay. that. So, and... and I think obviously Brailsford would know that. Maybe Dan Ashworth, like looking at maybe how Liverpool play or City play or even Arsenal, to be fair. Yeah. And it'd be that thing of oh, we're winning. Tottenham, Villa, they yeah. all play well. So yeah. what me, me point being is though, you, you could get to the stage where Man United still finish in the Champions League position. Say they finish fifth. Yeah. Very difficult to change a manager, but at the back of their heads, I'm probably there, probably looking at thinking it'd be very, it'd be a tough one, wouldn't it, yeah. to, to yeah. change the manager. And if they had somebody who could implement the type of football that we see the top teams playing, mm -hmm. that would be the brave thing to we do. We still watch the right thing. We watch United yeah. all the time. You do not know what you're going to get with United. Like, do we, Ken? Yeah, no. we need a bit of luck. And it's nice to win a game where you think you've not played well. But you look over the last four or five weeks, even FA Cup and conceding goals, Spurs come about three or four weeks. It is hit and miss, isn't it? Yeah. And I but think if you're being Roy, if, if say, say the results say don't go well, it's easy, isn't it? You just go yeah. the results and the style of football. We're going to make a change, but if you're getting the results, and well, that's interesting about the tough. people who come into United upstairs yeah. now. Are they going to be brutal with that and go? Listen, we have we've snuck into fifth and we got, got an FA Cup semi-final or final. Mm. got beaten by a brilliant City team. They go, that's not. I that's think not they, good enough for I us. I think what? they would leave it to Dan. I think Dan coming in as sporting director would demand that he has veto over sacking manager. I can't believe he would come in yeah. without that. You can't rely on the results, or can you? You've got to build a performance that the result will take care of itself. It's almost like, 
or we're going yeah, to like Villa that didn't Villa played better, right? Than no, but I, I felt United. in that game. I was actually going to do this on Monday night football, but you know different things came. Well, up. Declan Rice is gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it was a bit like. Even though it was a great result, brilliant. I mean, to go to Villa and win now is yeah, one of the yeah, toughest yeah. places to go. So, a brilliant win. But I still felt when I was watching the game at home, I was like, I'm still seeing, the thing, seeing things that I saw at Tottenham after about like the third game of the season, where there's like loads of space in midfield, the fellow between the lines just getting a run at Man United's defence. Mm -hmm. That was happening at Tottenham. Yeah. Like six, well, four or five months ago, you know, it just... But part of where the problems are, because we're sitting there going, they got out of jail and they won the game. But this is Man United trying to get into fifth, maybe. Maybe fourth. But fifth, really, you're going, but that's that's where United are at. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A good result at Villa, yeah. Listen, you take it, of course, to get fifth. Mm. fifth. We're, not even we're not even debating anymore about United. Could they push City? Could they close Arsenal, Liverpool? No, no, no. Forget that. Our United now are competing with Spurs and Aston Villa. Yeah, our ambitions have been depressed so low that we're now sort of accepting that that actually fifth would be good. You're actually into that position now where you're telling yourself 70% 70, yeah. 70 chance next season to get into the Champions League at fifth. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be good and all of a sudden you, you're but, Were we not having the same conversation last year? Yeah. Ten you're now getting the Champions League. Ten years. They won the League Cup. Yeah. And then could they get to the FA Cup, even after the FA Cup, I when they got beat by City, were, the, 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 the noise is coming out of United. I remember listening to the manager after the game, some of the players were ah, well, it's still nice to get to a cup final. You're like, fucking hell. Yeah. yeah. I think the expectation the to win these games. The ambitions, though, were always too big on United, I think, in that period, because it always just left disappointment. I remember being like, reading things in the media and being like, oh, United must be doing really bad. And they were second in the league. And I almost like felt sorry for them in a way. I'm like, they need a realistic Never ambition. Never feel sorry for them, Jim. Never <laughs> feel sorry for them. No, but they needed like a realistic ambition. I feel like since Alex Ferguson left, it was like, win the league and then that's it. That's what we want. But maybe this will be the start of building. Then, So, yeah, Champions League this year. Then next year, what's the next plan? Because it's almost like if they don't win, they're a failure. But, but even sports science side is United. We, we all know that top clubs are throwing millions at it. And I always look at Man United players, they always be injured, don't they? Mm. Or not. They don't look the fittest team, do they? They're not the fittest but, but, team to get the yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, well, it seems that way, yeah. But in terms of players being injured all the time, yeah. you know, are they on top of all that? You know, Dan will get, he'll get the right people in to say, listen, we have to tidy up the all bits because that plays a huge part. Having players available, you know, have a yeah. big squad. And it's constantly saying, I know you can have a player who can be unlucky, but it seems to be five or six lads constantly yeah. injured. Do you, do you know what I think he'll do? And I think that um, he'll look at a back analysis because he's that type of guy. He'll definitely look at who's signed off on the players that have been signed in the last two, three years in terms of, because there'll be reports there, there'll be sort of, if you like, names against who's signed off on players. Yeah, we should sign him, we shouldn't. He'll definitely do all that. Yeah. And he'll definitely look at things like the players they've missed out on, what was said about those players as well in terms of, say, say Diaz goes to Liverpool or another player goes to, Declan Rice goes to mm -hmm. Arsenal. They'll look and say, well, what, what were we saying about Declan Rice? Because that's that, that historically was a Manchester United player, Declan Rice, the best player in England that was basically at another club like West Ham. United would sign that player. And what's yeah. the point in looking back at them? No, just to sort of assess the, the, the staff that are in there, you know what I mean? Now, and oh, say, they'll look... Be, yeah, they'll be under the cost. Yeah, he'll be looking at everything in detail. He's, he's so detailed. Yeah. I do think there will be change, you know, whether that brings success, but there will be change in terms of everything that goes on. And it's needed. I mean, they they've operated for 10 years without a sporting director. Wow. With a manager and, you know, Ed Woodward, who's predominantly a banker and financier. Banker, you said. <laughs> <laughs> Super six <sexy. laughs>
Even though I'm just answer the call. I'll get someone to pick me up. Any chance, lads? Is that one? Oh, yeah, sorry. Jesus Christ. Right, come on. If we haven't done well, I wasn't here, so... Yep. Well, let's go then. Right. Is that West Ham and Arsenal again? We're <laughs> 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 not playing them twice in a week. Oh, it's, 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 it's still going, mate. Yeah, give us that your team. Right. That, we'll go first. I'll go well, do you want last week's scores? Yes, please. Right. Sorry. Um, you both got four correct results. Oh. But. Correct but results. Earning you eight points. Oh. Which are there's no, that, there's top no, seven percent. Oh. There's no correct scores. No. Four correct results, no correct scores. However, obviously, there was the Salford game, wasn't there? Super seven. The Salford yeah, we didn't and Wrexham. Did right? you get the right score, though? I got the right result. Yeah. Right result. So Salford won 3 1. Yeah. What was the we played result? very well against Wrexham. Well yeah, very well. Um, so, Gary, you get the, the bonus three points Thank that, you, you, very much. that you made Thank up. You. I'm going to go this week. Did, I did, can't you, wait did, did, uh, did your manager get booked again midweek? Yeah. What he, was that for? He's feisty. He's from Fe your neck of the woods, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you won't be getting bullied. Jamie, I went to that game the other night. <laughs> oh, was it? Oh, Long you. ball. The ball was in for treatment the next day. <laughs> <laughs> you said to play like City. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to come on. So, Gary, you got 11. You're invited on Saturday. You and, you and Jamie. Barrow. Royal be there. Plum cocktail sandwich. <laughs> uh, can so we have you're, a... you're on 87. Roy can name a bonus uh, game this week if he wants to make it Super 7, if he wants to think of a game. Why don't we put one do you of think the we could... games in? There's yes, we'll do that. We'll do that. Week. We'll do that this week. Maybe discuss that Chelsea before the show. Chelsea is women's football as well. Where, where yeah, Chelsea. Roy, Chelsea Roy you got eight points. Yeah, City or Chelsea. <laughs> and you're on 57. That's a good game to do. Right, Chelsea yeah. City. It's OK, it's OK. It's all right. right. City win. In the WSL. Oh, also, oh, also, there was the... The competition winner, wasn't there? So we've got someone correctly predicted the score. someone predicted 3-1 and they drew out the hat. They have been. And it's it's they can, they can it's watch you. is that that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's Martin from Belfast. <laughs> oh, Martin, Martin so, from Belfast. We yeah. can't wait to see you here in the overlap studio, uh, doing stick to football. Yeah. Who's he support? Voice cousin. I don't know. I don't know. It's right. Voice cousin. Neck of the woods. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. Right. Right. Burnley and Arsenal. Burnley Arsenal. We're, we're gonna go for an Arsenal win. Two nil. Uh, two nil. Yeah, we'll go two nil. In fact, it's your three. Yeah. Ladies Could you do first. two? Yeah, okay, we'll go to Thank you. Yeah, thanks for that. Now, what do you think? Let's talk. Because it's a permanent marker. Well, <laughs> yeah. you said the last time. You... <laughs> oh, you, you just think? copy what you've said, Jill. Jill. Yeah, <laughs> no originality, Jill. I even copied what... you, went two. I know, but you heard me say Sauce three, now. and then you. Yep. Spurs, Wolves. <laughs> oh. Oh. All right, I'll talk to Where you when you just decide on your own. Brentford out of 12. Did so Wolves, did a few players get injured for Wolves this week? No, the, 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 Tell the you top striker. Tell you who's well, Tommy no. Doyle. Cunha is he out for the season, I think. Forden at the is centre-half? Uh, midfield. Well, is there not a Doyle that played centre-half for City that was um, a, a young, young lad? Young lad. A, a young, young lad. lad, Tommy Doyle for Wolves. Yeah. Two or three is one, Spurs. Two or three one. I go. I got three one. Yeah. Is he not? I, I don't. I'm There's not sure for ages. Midfield for Wolves. Yeah. He's done all right. Tommy Doyle. He's good. His granddad yeah. played for um, yeah, both yeah. his granddad. But has he got a brother called Doyle that was a centre, as a centre half that played? His brother's probably Doyle as well, bud. <laughs> we need to get through this. <laughs> Come on, let's go. Man, Tottenham, please have a look uh, for me to see whether there's a Doyle Tottenham. that plays centre half. All right, boy. You just decide. Go on. You've uh, been Villa. Oh, oh, that's a horrible one oh, to actually try to. and get your head right, around. Okay. You're like my director Fulham, of football. Fulham Villa. Fulham with me. 2-1 Villa. I was going to go to Villa. Villa win. Oh, Villa are gone. I think they've gone a little bit. Oh, I think I'll go 1-1. 1-1. One, one. One, one. No, 2-1 Villa. Oh. It'll be Fulham. Yeah. Yeah. It's chill, it's gone.
Jesus, Jill, you're not messing about. Brave, well done, Jill. Thanks. That's the most City Chelsea. Jill, something. You need, to come, you need to come and sit there every week because Wright is just so indecisive with him. 2 0 City. Mm. It's all goal, isn't it, anyway? I think that could be a big. Callum one. Doyle. Is he a centre half? Oh, he was at Sunderland. Sun yeah. Um, Andy was at City. Yeah. The, the centre yeah, half. They're not yeah. brothers. Oh, um, they're not brothers? No. No. All right. I'm going to go. Tommy's good though. I think it's both. City Tree. Right. I give Chelsea a goal. Mm. I think Chelsea will score. I am. A... I don't. Do you not oh, think so? They've got, they've got enough quick players to do something stupid. Yeah, exactly. They've got Mudrick and all yeah. them. Well, they do something daft, aren't they? Exactly. They're going to run through at some point. Hey, who's that scored? much this season? Who ran through against. Uh, they do Brentford, Jackson. Jackson. Hey, direct kick out. Jackson. Fernandez has got something about him that he'll create some. Free kick the other week. I think we're going to give them one. I, I wouldn't two say against 3-1, we've we'll got 2-1, we've we'll got 2-1. Come on. Haaland's back, there'll be more goals yeah. than that, I think. This is us, Sheffield United, Brighton. Oh, oh. oh tricky. The dog of a game, man. Brighton will just keep the ball, won't be on the big pitch. Yeah, Brighton win. That's going to be... Do you think a draw? 2-1. <sighs> yeah. 2-1. 2-1 Brighton. Brighton beat them a few weeks ago in that FA Cup, they hammered them. Did that? Yeah, but obviously they would have made changes. Sheffield United... Sheffield United might get a bit giddy because they won away at Luton. Yeah, they won. I'll let you and have this Brighton one. Go on. Did yeah. you see, see Luton's possession in that game? What was it? 75%. Oh. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> I saw it Monday morning when we got the stats. I couldn't believe it. Come on. I'll go... No, there's always a kind of a bizarre result over the weekend, isn't there? Uh, Come on. Sorry. 3-1 Brighton. Had they gone 2-1? They've gone 2-1. Yeah, they can't go past, yeah. you know what I mean? 2-2. Two, 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 it's ego, Joe. Yeah. Had they gone 2-2. <laughs> It's you now. Oh, it's us. Luton, Man United. Oh. Hey, this could be anything, oh. this couldn't we? Could so, United it's just like this. Yeah. United are winning. Yeah. United are winning sometimes. New sporting yeah. director. Um, <laughs> I reckon Luton will get a set piece, though. Do we get bonus points? Uh, oh, it won't it's up to Gary, isn't it? I don't think it'll become. 2 1 United. I would say 2 1 United. Would you say 2 1? I would say 3 1. Would... Eh? Yeah. We'll yeah, let's yeah, go 3 1, yeah. 3 1. Yeah, late, late, like. Anthony. Yeah. By yeah. bonus, on, yeah, bonus game, Chelsea City women. Chelsea are at home Friday. What are you going? Go on. Um, uh, Chelsea. Emma at Hayes. Chelsea. Emma Hayes is going to at Chelsea. Outwit. At Chelsea. Yeah, at City. Chelsea. Oh, but my heart, I can't bet against Where is it? Chelsea. At Chelsea. At Chelsea. Chelsea. WSL. Super Seven. By the way, they won't be happy that we've rebranded them, but <laughs> that's the way it goes, isn't it? And, uh, we roll with it. I'm going City. Me. Two one. Right, well, I'm going to Chelsea. Chelsea. No, Chelsea to City. Lose. We're going Chelsea 3 1. Oh, yeah. Chelsea, yeah. No, Chelsea, Chelsea 3 1. And what are you, you going Don't like, doubt it, Jill. Because uh, you played no, for City. 2 1 City. 2 1 City. Yeah, they're playing well. At Chelsea. Yeah. Right. Great. We're good. Excellent. Right. Oh, 30 points. 30 points. Well, we're 30 lead. points no. behind. We're so strong. Can I change mean, quickly. Change we're like, very, very quickly. We're, we're not like a pacemaker either that gets out there and then we're falls. Like, we're like Jose Chelsea. Just, just going, yeah. You're just... like a Dan Ashworth. You're like building your foundations, aren't you? I hope you enjoyed the show. That was our Super 6 or Super 7 predictions. Next week, we've got a very special guest and we're 70,000 subscribers away from a million. So please help us get over the line. Chelsea make an approach for Brighton's head of recruitment for the second time in 14 months. But they've got the... Do you know what it is? They've got can, the I, can I tell you something? Paul Jules. You know, they've got the Brighton sporting director. Can I tell you something? You know, you know what all these lads know? It's Brighton, all these clubs. <laughs> no, it annoys me. People go, 
they've got all the answers. So what would Brighton do for the last 30 years? What would, you know what I mean? What, what would these clubs do and all of a sudden they've got all the answers? Yeah. No, I agree. It's like at Liverpool, everything's down to... Like, it's like Southampton. Michael, Leicester. Like, who was the guy from Leicester? Manager? Who was the Leicester yeah. guy with Everton? Steve Walsh. Steve Walsh. No, he'd yeah. done a good job, but everyone thought he was the answer. Exactly. It's, like, it's like Southampton. They had a period of about four or five years where everyone signed Southampton's players. I think the thing with recruitment is not doing bad things and then you've yeah. got, you're almost, right, that's our model, whatever. United have done daft things, like yeah. Cassidy buying players, like, over the... Remember, yeah, who's yeah. the guy he bought up front like, about five or six years? Falcao or someone, or... Yeah, he came in, yeah. You, you know, like, Schweinsteiger, Bayern Munich, like, go oh, on. Yeah, Even Varane, yeah. Real Madrid, like, he's always injured, you have... Yeah. You know what I mean? They're bad things. Yeah. Just do the right things and then it's up to the manager to make it, you know, yeah. get the team or stuff yeah. like that. I hear more about sporting directors and all these people and than the all actual the players. But do you know something? We discussed team. this a few weeks ago. It's manager-led recruitment. Manager gets in a panic, thinks, I want that player and, and there's no I've, conduit there. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. No, I got a clue. Well, you yeah. ask me, I, I agree with you on that side of it, but let's not think there's somebody at a Brighton or a Sheffield United who's got all the answers. So if Carl Robinson keeps it up and he wants a player in the summer, what are you saying? Okay. I'm saying nothing because I'm not there anymore. <laughs> I'm not there anymore. It's nothing to do with me. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.